Friday Night Smackdown podcast in the shadows. Split doing the damn thing. WWE. We're gonna try to roll through this uh, podcast not as quickly as possible, but we're gonna try to expedite things. Uh, open up the show. Where were we at last night? Out in Boston, I believe. Uh, Sasha's hometown. Uh, so shouts to that out there. John Cena was uh, main eventing. Very fun. I think we should get into 205 early. So what did we have? We had Mendoza taking, well, Raul Mendoza taking on Joaquin Wild. I'm not a huge fan of the wild thing. Is that what the finish is called? Not a huge fan of it. It was, I think it was one we saw uh, Naomi do to Bailey sometime uh, at Super Showdown, I believe it was. Had kind of the same look on it. But, I mean, still, it was a good match. And these two, they're, they're starting to build that uh, Keith Lee, uh, Dominic Dijakovic rivalry. Like, you're starting to notice, like, they're building it like that. And, I mean, what? Now it's uh, 2-1 wild up. So we'll see if uh, these guys continue the rivalry. The matches are getting a little more scrappy, a little more hard-hitting. You got some of the throwback to the heavy-hitting, uh, you know, originality of 205. Captain's Challenge match. <laughs> It's always pretty funny to me. I'm not even going to get into why. But um, NXT versus 205, that's really good. I think that's something that, you know, it's it's nice just to build to Mania and such like that. That's dope. Um, I like how that moved. Tony Nese and uh, Leo Rush uh, being the captains for their respective teams. Tony Nese representing 205 and Leo Rush representing NXT. I mean, it's going to be a good one, I'm pretty sure. It seems like it's shaping up to be like that early. And these were the only two matches we got. The crowd in Boston stuck around for 205 Live, and I'm like, you know, if we get in attendance to be like this, like, I almost wanted to ask for a shot at a hard cam, or, or a shot at a hard cam side to see what it was looking like, because it was definitely looking packed on where they had the camera at, you know, designed. But still, no, it was... The people were there. They wanted to get loud. Boston was turned up all night. Great, great stuff from the 205 Live crowd. And uh, leading into the main show of Friday Night SmackDown, uh, what do we have? We have Goldberg coming out, new Universal Champion. That was good. Uh, had Roman uh, answering the challenge. I mean, sometimes it doesn't even really need a storyline. I would. I, I've already shared how I felt about what Roman needs to look like if we're going in his direction. Now that we, now it's been confirmed that we're going in his direction, we're gonna need Roman to, you know, like look like he's at the level to be a credible threat to Goldberg. Especially if Roman, I mean, especially if everyone, you know, he just ran through the Fiend, the Fiend was, you know, he wants some continuity. You gotta make Roman look stronger than what the Fiend was looking, but you know, you gotta fight the crowd's uh, suspension of disbelief also. So it's gonna be real interesting to see how, uh, you know, Goldberg and all the rest of this, you know, Goldberg and Roman and, you know, like just how that match builds, you know, Goldberg didn't get the most cheers and that was, a, it was a little expected, you know, because of the response from the WWE universe, but who's the heel and who's the face? I think finding that dynamic might really, uh, it might take things to the next level as far as, uh, you know, what we could uh, potentially, like how entertained we could be with this rivalry that we have already saw was going to take place. So that was cool. Next up, we had the ladies. This was the only time we saw the ladies on the evening, if memory serves correct. But um, Naomi and Bailey were scheduled for a one-on-one matchup. Bailey brings back out Sasha, ankle all healed up. She's looking good. Was she, was she good for in-ring? Well, 
I believe Naomi was uh, going for a pinfall. Sasha breaks it up, causes disqualification. Out comes Lacey to save the day after the beatdown on Naomi. And, uh, well, brief beatdown. But, uh, yeah, it was good. So that set up a tag team match in which Naomi and Lacey did pick up the victory. That was cool. So these are good opening moments, opening matches and such like that. And, um, yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Please pardon me. Let me hit you back, my father. You are. Alrighty. Guess uh, guess everything is cool. Anyway, um, part of me. What do we got next? Robert Roode took on Kofi Kingston. Robert Roode picked up the vic. Well, Robert Roode picked up the victory against Kofi. Uh, Dolph Ziggler heel tactics. Staying relevant, looking strong. Uh, you know, Kofi probably would have had the victory if not for all Do- Dolph Ziggler's, uh, you know, shenanigans and such like that. But it was cool. So, it was strong. Tag division still looks like something. Miz and Morrison, new champs. That's all right. I believe they went at it with the Usos. That was all right, too. Uh, did the Usos pick up the victory? I believe they did. which was good for them also. Um, yeah, it was a good eight in the sequence to the Usos, Miz and Morrison match. I like that. So um, the Intercontinental Championship contract signing, I guess Braun Strowman is taking on Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, and um, who's it? Pardon me, Cesaro now. And all three, like, who's going to, so whoever picks up the pinfall on Braun, if that was to even happen, has suspension of disbelief, right? Um... All three of them are supposed to, uh, well, who, who's going to be a champion? Is it Freebird style? Like, what are we doing with that? So, I mean, that's going to be uh, somewhat interesting. I didn't get to see too much of that segment. Unfortunately, I wanted to, you know, see how that all went down. Probably catch it on one of the f- social media platforms later on. But that's good if they're doing a one-on-three thing because it makes, it gives Braun an actual challenge. And it makes it look, it may, it'll make Braun getting beat up believable for the meantime during the match. That's with the flow of the story. So that looks pretty good. I mean, I think it'd be fun. Daniel Bryan took on Curtis Axel next. Have something for these guys to do. Uh, Axel, that is, DB. You know, it's, uh, he's using the star power and he's uh, filling up segments. And that's good. And the crowd clearly still loves this guy. So it's perfect. Uh, Drew Gulak on commentary doing this thing. He's, you know, carrying himself well, doing the most he can to try to help out other superstars, give him some of the shine. I don't know if I've said this before. I think, or I haven't said it in a while, but Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan is actually a really match, one of, a really good match, one of my dream matches. One that I would want to see just from like a map based, you know what I mean? Like, see what these guys really have. And of course, you know, heavy hits and such like that. And we know Drew's good for those two. So it's like, you know, I think I would love to see that, you know, those two styles, you know, just uh, meet up in the ring. Now, it seems like it's going to be a good one if they do get to that point. And I think they will. So that's cool. Usos did defeat Miz and Morrison. Like I said, it was a good end of sequence to that match. I don't want to say nothing really stood out at all with the new tag champs and the new challengers. But the tag division did look pretty good. Now, all night long, they were promoting John Cena's return coming on back home and he's in Boston John Cena went out there you know he did his John Cena thing I'm not gonna sit here and get all emotional and stuff like that uh because the match the the segment is past you know John Cena tried to do uh the John Cena thing with you know everyone else 
uh, deserves their time to shine at WrestleMania. I could be a legend all I want to be, but he hasn't been around. And, you know, he's he's doing this. He's, you know, he's ascended. You know, so it's like he doesn't want to take away from anyone else that's been putting in work all year long, day after day and night after night. When it comes to this, he's walking up the ramp. He gave, he gave everybody the love, but then came out the Fiend. Hey, now we got Fiend versus John Cena at Mania. The way they did it, some could complain about it. I don't know what was said, but I thought that was I thought that was good. I thought it was about as good as it was going to be able to get, you know. And then, like, now you just, you know, just uh, don't give that to you real fast. And then they'll start the event, the real build, as, you know, these weeks going into Mania continue to progress. So it's a little bit of an exciting idea. Shouts to, uh, shouts to all of them for doing that. And uh, shouts to WWE for bringing a, a pretty good SmackDown this week. You know, flew by in a way. Uh, had good matches, moved some storylines along. Otis and Mandy storyline moved ahead. Uh, uh, Sonya Deville called Ziggler man, uh, pretty much said, your man in regards to Ziggler. And it's like, wait, Mandy responded like, oh, wait, so is this her man now? Like, we don't know. So we'll see how, can, how they continue to do this. What's going on with that little text message that was going on? Like, we don't know. It was a light week. They didn't really drop anything to move the storyline ahead too much outside of Mandy and Sonya's little interaction. So we'll see how things go. Oh, and Otis was all feelings hurt. And uh, Tucker was trying to, you know, pick him up and make him feel better like a real tag team partner would. So that was good stuff. That was Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. Whoa. And almost uh, 10 minutes. So shout out to everybody bringing the podcast each and every week. Be responsible with your power, folks. I will catch you guys next time. Peace.